With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Paddy, we meet again, mate. Second time we've been on this channel. Um, and it's not, it's, an, it's again, it's another unpleasant stream. Some unpleasant conversations we're going to have to talk about. Um, before before we start, mate, I should probably say this uh, this podcast is proudly sponsored by Sporting In. Make sure you join the group chat using the link in the description. Um, there's been better times to join it, I'm not going to lie, but everyone's in there giving their opinions, giving everybody ones out of tens. So make sure you get involved. Link in the description. Sporting In have been amazing to us. Um, so yeah, show them some love and get involved and give everybody ones apart from Luis Diaz. Yeah, we'll get on to it. But Paddy, we were last sat here um, on the back of a, a draw at home to Crystal Palace. I thought that was bad. And I think I said, I don't think how it can get worse. It has got worse, significantly worse. Um, so where you at, mate, with that performance tonight? And like I said to you off here, mate, I can't even... All the goals have just merged into one. So my analysis of the goals is going to be terrible. So, yeah, I don't know how you feel, mate. What What's your what's your opinion on that shambolic performance today? To be honest, I'm just numb to it, really. I'm not overly angry purely because of the fact it's been coming. Um, you play like that against good teams, you'll get absolutely... You just get found out and Liverpool got found out tonight. And obviously, there's there's a, there's a very few positives about it. What mainly Lewis Diaz and the fact it was only four. Um, <laughs> you know, Ali's Ali's come to the rescue as he has this season. Um, you know, even the first minute we get caught open for pretty much from from the kickoff, and you know that was just a that just set the theme of, of the day. Really, you know, you can wax lyrical about Van Dyke and how calm is and, and all that stuff but it's defending of late you know I I, I don't want to sit and criticise Virgil van Dijk purely because of who he is and who I am but it's basic defending to close your man down and just take a bit of initiative when you know the team has, has clocked onto the high line and it's getting in behind every time just, yep. just take a bit of initiative and drop five yards and it didn't happen, and it just happened again and again and again. Napoli got in behind, and you know the, that awesome. And thank God he went off when he did, because I, I think it could have been six or seven if he'd have stayed on. But it, Van Dijk's a senior senior player; he can take a rollicking off the manager, the saying, "Listen, we just need to drop here." Um, and it just didn't didn't happen. His defending of late lacks a day's goal at best, um, and it, it's just, it's it's compiled by their fourth goal. Where you know three 0 down, we know it's not over as it is. Liverpool have come back from worse, but to then concede a goal such as that when he doesn't press the man and neither does matter, matter does not either, and it's just another sloppy goal again. 
Allison has to bail them out. Obviously, he gets you know unlucky with, with the rebound and that, but you you could make a case for four out of the five defenders who played for Liverpool tonight just not deserving to be there. They just didn't deserve to be on that pitch. Trent Alexander Arnold is the sure. main one. Um, sure. I get I get Trent because of what he gives you going forward. I say that very loosely because he's done absolutely nothing this year by the Bournemouth game. He's got to be at least doing that. To Yeah, this, that, that's the thing. For him to be in the side, it's a minimum that he is, you know, acting as the right-hand side playmaker as he, as he usually does and used to do. But when he's not doing that, you are leaving yourself open defensively. And yeah, Joe Gomez had an absolute stinker tonight. But he's playing two positions because Trent Alexander-Arnold does not run back. He gets beat and he doesn't run back. And it's the most frustrating thing ever. I put a tweet out before. Me and you and you know millions of other people worldwide would, would die for that chance and they run for it. It's just, it's seeing him jump back when, when they're in on goal. It's like, you know, come on, you, you paid enough money to, to at least run, at least put some everything. That's all we ask. If you get done by a, a good player, good bit of the skill and all that, you know what fair dues. Mm-hmm. But it's the lack of efforts. And I think you can say that about a few of them tonight as well. It's not just Trent. There was a few of them who who really need to have a look in the mirror because uh, they're, they're just nowhere near the level that, that they should be. And I don't think this is, this is the last conversation we'll have like this. I think... This isn't going to be fixed by Saturday. Let me let me tell you, this is this is going to go on for some time, and I, I really hope it doesn't. Um, but there was no signs to me tonight that tells me it won't. Fun times. I agree. Um, I've said this before, mate, and I'll say it again. Even even in twenty twenty one season, when we had the crisis and whatever, and we were losing games at home. I feel worse now because I didn't expect to do anything that season. You know, we kind of wrote it off when Virgil, Matip, Gomez, Fabinho kept getting injured. All those guys were gone. You kind of expected to to not be good. Maybe not lose six on the bounce at home, but you didn't expect anything. But there's at least a reason for us not winning games and not playing well. Yes, you can you can make the case this this time. Okay, you've got Thiago is hardly kicked the ball. Matip's out. Jota's not touched the ball since last season. All these guys, whatever, fine. But those guys, eight of those players that started tonight, have been in this in this spine of this team, the greatest team me and you have, have seen in our life. They look like strangers to me. They look like absolute strangers. They. they, they... Like they looked like they hadn't kicked a ball before, and that's not right. After six or seven years of Klopp building this team, bringing these guys together, that team should be okay. Fine. Me and me and Connor on the preview show yesterday, we expected a very tough game. I've been telling everyone I know that, you know, it's going to be the toughest game for us in the Champions League group stage by a country mile. We've not won there. Um, we've had them in our group twice. This is the third time. Never won there. So I expected a tough game. I expected to go into the game and if even if we drew, not be happy, but I wouldn't be fuming. And now what would you do for a draw? Like, it, I expected a lot more. And when I saw the lineup, I put the lineup on the screen now. I, I always back the manager. I always try my hardest, but he's making it tough. And I'm not, I'm not saying I, I, I'm right and he's wrong, but when Joel Matip is available, you can't play Joe Gomez. I'm sorry, you can't. 
Joe Gomez, for me, he's had a chance now to come in this Liverpool side and prove a point. He's he's had he's had chances and chances and chances. Matip and Konate are both injured. Gomez comes in. He's not been good. He was good in the derby, in all fairness. I think that was probably his best performance. But tonight, absolutely shocking. It's not just him, it's all of them. Like you said, Trent Robertson is absolutely shambolic right now. I have no idea what's going on with that guy. Um, Virgil van Dijk, the same. Trent, the same. And then the midfield... <sighs> It's just, it's just not, it's just not on. Like, and the main problem is, like, I can't even dig the manager too much because eight out of the starting eleven tonight started when we played Napoli three years ago. So it's not his fault. Like, he's not been given the tools to progress in this team. We've always been told a team at the top has to keep refreshing to stay on top. Yet tonight we've gone in with pretty much a mirror-like team that lost against Napoli before. And we're expecting a different result three years later when Milner's three years older, when Virgil's three years older, when all these guys are older. And there's there's no change there. Okay, Luis Diaz is absolutely, you know, the standout player for us tonight. He can at least hold his head high. But the rest of them, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin when talking about this lot. I mean, it's it's like you said, mate, I'm I'm gone past the point now where I'm shouting and I'm annoyed. I'm just, I'm just disappointed because I expected so much more from this team, a team that lost out on greatness last season by, yet again, the slightest of margins, a point in the league, uh, one goal in the Champions League final and obviously won the two Cups. But I expected a bounce. I expected us to come back in, be ready to go. And it's just been a shambles from, from, from the very first time the ball kicked off. In fact, the, the Community Shield, that, I think that gave me false hope. Because we saw how we went up against Man City. Um, and since then, mate, I don't know if you can explain what's gone wrong or what's changed since then, but we have not looked anywhere near the same side. And the Bournemouth 9-0 was just a freak game. You know, that was just a game against a terrible side. <laughs> we used all our goals up in that one game. So w w for you, mate, where do you think it's gone wrong for, for this side and tonight and how do we fix this? Because I know you said it's not going to be instant fix. We're not just going to be able to come in against Wolves and be the Liverpool of old. So what, where do we go from here, mate? What happens? You know, I, I just think they, they, they press the reset button. I, I honestly do. I'd I'd play Simicas. I'd, I'd be tempted to even throw Bajetic in there just, you know, for something else. I felt sorry for Fabinho tonight. Um, people say he's looking leggy. And yeah, he has because he's doing two other people's jobs. Um, you know, James, I love James Milner. Um, I won't hear a bad word said about him, but it's the fact of the matter is James Milner shouldn't be starting for Liverpool. I, I, the age he is at the stage of the club where it's at now, someone like him should not be starting for Liverpool. I, I, I personally don't don't think that. Yeah. Harvey Elliott again, another one tonight where you know you can maybe make a case for. He was all right. He was fine. He tried to make things happen. But he, like Fabinho in a certain way, he's trying to do two things because the other one is completely just out of their depth at, at this minute in time. And I feel sorry for Elliot as well because it's different having someone like Thiago next year. No disrespect to James Miller at all, but it's just a different player. You've seen it when Thiago came on. There was a bit more control in midfield, and that has drastically left Liverpool um, when Thiago doesn't play. The issue is the midfield. It's it's literally as simple as that. Fabinho was the best defensive midfielder in the world 
when he had Jordan Henderson and Genie Van Alderman in front of him, a consistent three-man midfield who realistically were never injured, not really. Three players who knew each other, three players who knew the system inside out and knew what they had to give. James Miller can't give that for this system. He, he's, he's fitter than I, than I will ever be. I'll put that straight away. He's, he's fitter than most of us will ever be in our lifetime, but he's just not that level. Liverpool. You go back to the owner's conversation. You know, I, I can talk about FSG to the cars come home and not want to ever change it. It's negligent um, what, they, what they've done this summer. Uh, well, what they didn't do, even. And the worst thing is, there's no guarantee of next summer either, because I'm tired of set of, of all these journals coming out and saying, oh, it's next summer, next summer, next summer. It never comes. Bellingham won't want to come to this team if it doesn't get better. So, we've got a whole window without signing a centre mid, gambling that Bellingham's going to want to come to this team. If we fall off a cliff even more, which there's no, no saying that we won't, <laughs> Real Madrid coming for him. He, he's gone there. You know what I mean. So like we've literally we've played with fire here, mate. I'm sorry to to put in there, but it's it's absolutely ludicrous. No, no, I, t- I, t- I totally agree. We, we are we're not sacrificing the season because we can only say that come May and see what happens in the league, Champions League, all that stuff. But it's an almighty risk to to have gone into the season with a James Milner who's. 37 years old, I believe, 36, 37. Hendo's injury-prone. All of our midfielders are injury-prone, bar Harvey Elliott and, and Fabio Carvalho. If I'm missing someone, please point me out. Curtis Jones is injury-prone. His injury record is dreadful for, for someone his age. Ox and Cater are just... They're just gone at this point. Granted, they wouldn't have made any difference tonight, mm-hmm. purely because... We just needed Thiago in there from the start, and obviously that, that's not his fault that he that he wasn't. That's just his body and the system. But I, I don't understand the logic behind not signing a midfielder this summer because there are games like this where you're asking one fella to do three jobs, you're gonna get overrun. And it's like it's the same with Gomez at right back, right centre back. If you cover them for more of people's jobs than you're doing. You're gonna get overrun, and it just happened time, time, time again. And yeah, the, the new, the the new system, if you like to say, with with you know wide wingers, dead wide wingers, isn't working um, at all. Finding stretch of the imagination, Salah, nope. did nothing tonight, not really. And you could probably say that for the last four, four, five games, really. You know, we get to go mm-hmm. against United. Probably, but would have scored against Everton and Jordan Pickford not had the game of his life. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to start throwing around accusations of Aubameyang type things. But since his contract, Spot on. it's it's gone, it's gone downhill. And I hope he proves me wrong because that would just be a massive slap in the face. Um, I'm not sure he's a player to do that. I don't think he has the mentality of, of an Aubameyang type uh, type deal, but. The longer it goes on without him performing to the levels that we know he can, the more questions people people will ask. And you know Twitter, everyone knows Twitter. Yep. There will be people saying, listen, you've been absolutely awful since your contract. What's the, what's the deal? What's happening? Is it because you've got this contract that you've down, not down tools in a way, just took your foot off it? Again, tonight could have used them and it's non-existent. Again, you could say for, for, for the majority of them, but 
Yeah. <laughs> you make a good point there about Salah, and we have seen a tweak to the system change, and obviously the wingers are going far, far further wide, and obviously that's not something we've seen from Salah before because everyone's always told us, oh, Liverpool fans think Salah's a winger, but he's a striker. Like Everyone's always said that to us. But now he's he's not even a winger, he's a right mid. And it's a good point, mate, because this is going to be bold of me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. If Liverpool wanted to go down that route of playing with a right mid or a right winger instead of going for a goal scoring winger, why why did we did we keep him? Because he's not that player. He never will be that player to get a ball, take it past five players and create an opportunity. I know his creative stats have on paper. Like People have come out and said, oh, look at these stats. He's created all these chances in the league. Great, brilliant. Half of them probably came against Bournemouth. Um, but I, j- I love Salah. He's, he's one of the greatest players I've ever seen at Liverpool. But my question is, if Liverpool wanted to go down this route of a more creative player, a more... Um, traditional right mid or right winger who can create chances, who can, you know, be better in possession than Mo Salah. Why not just, okay, take 80 million for him to stop it from going for free next summer and sign somebody else that can do that role? I'm not for one minute saying I want Salah sold, by the way, but if his, you know, the role has drastically changed for Mo Salah and there's no denying that, you know, we've not seen Salah play this far out wide before. Um, he's always been in and around the box. He's always been playing just off the striker and he's got all his goals from that. And I remember when we did sign Nunes, to be honest, people were asking, OK, is this going to take a lot away from Salah in terms of goals and opportunities? And it has, to be honest. And Nunes, he's not exactly been getting the chances either, to be fair. So I'm not going to... Like, everyone's quick to come out and say about Nunes. I'm not going to get on to him because the lads, he's had nothing to deal with. Like Again, today, the Merseyside derby, I can count on one hand the amount of times in those two games we've actually played to Darwin's strengths. And until we see that, until we actually play to his strengths, then we're not going to see him prevail. We're not going to see him score goals. We're not going to see him justify the money we paid for him because we're still just trying to play the same way with Darwin Nunes up front. And it's just not going to work for me. Um, And I I like him. I I think he's a brilliant player. And, you know, ever since I saw him against us for Benfica, mate, I... I thought this guy's a hell of a player, but when we're just not playing in a way that Darwin Nunes can can um, thrive off. And I've just seen a quote from from Klopp. Um, he said that we have to reinvent ourselves now, and it's like, what does he mean by that? Are we going to go back to the old way of what what we know, or are we going to continue with this? Because if we do continue this way, then like you said, mate, I don't see it being an instant fix because. This will, like, I've avoided this whole transitional thing. Like, a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's a transitional period for Liverpool. Because it's not true. It's not true. But if you carry on playing this way, I feel like it will become true. Because, like you said, it's not worked. It's like so far, this whole new, this whole new idea of putting Diaz out wide, Seller out wide, the guy up front, or whatever, um, it's worked in a couple of games, but. You know these big games away against teams like Napoli in the Champions League. You have to you have to be hundred percent on it. And tonight, the game was over. As, to be honest, mate, as soon as Milner handballed it, I said to my brother, "Like, I, I, we're not winning this game now. Like, we have to try and take a point." So, mate, I I, I don't know what, what what else was to say. We're, we're getting I, some I think, comments. I, well, so just, just before you say. Yeah, yeah. If Liverpool had signed Erling Haaland this summer, there is no way he'd been on 12 goals by now if he was in this Liverpool team. 
because all of his assists, most of his assists come from Kevin De Bruyne, a midfielder. There's City's wide players are, are unbelievable, but their main creative spark is their central midfielder, and that's why Haaland's got as many goals as he as he has so far. Liverpool are the easiest team to play against, maybe in Europe, in, you know, top flight European side. All you have to do to stop Liverpool is stop the fullbacks, especially with mm. this new system. Because Trent and, uh, sorry, Salah and Diaz are, are miles wide anyway. Your only point of creativity is the fullbacks. Granted, it's not taking much to stop them at the minute because they, they've just been well below par. And, you know, there's no wonder Trent doesn't play for England. Um, I'm not personally bothered about England, but I can see why. Um, especially when he's playing like he is at the minute. I, I, I could go on all, all night about him. Oh, his performance tonight is just lazy. It's so, so bad. But um, yeah, I think I think the the Milner situation, you know, it's, you can put anyone in the penalty scenario, and and it gets given. It just happened that it was him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the second penalty, it is just a penalty. I think if if that's down the other end, you're screaming for it. He stands on his toe. It doesn't matter if it's accidental or not. The fact is, it's a foul. Um, yeah, Ali comes up trumps as he has done this season and he, I think he's been by far Liverpool's best player which is a terrible thing for someone to say considering who we, who we actually have in our team but yeah it was bad night at the office um, another bad night at the office to be fair and you know Wolves will come to Anfield smelling blood and Klopp said today Klopp, that they'll be laughing at us I just read it yeah no absolutely Klopp said Wolves will be watching that game laughing yeah, God, absolutely. God help Anfield if, if Wolves get an early goal, because that place will turn. Anfield doesn't really turn in, in that degree, but she it won't silent. be the best place to be if Wolves go one up, two up even. Listen, mate, 100%. And I always get excited about going to games, so I'm not going to moan about going to a game because we all know how tough it is to get to Liverpool games. So, I still am looking forward to it in a way, but you are right. Like I was a lot more excited for it yesterday when I actually secured the ticket. Tonight is just like, oh gosh. Like if I was watching that game at home on a stream, I would not be confident at all. Like I wouldn't even want to watch it because it's just one of those stinky 3 p.m. games. You just know how it's going to go. The Anfield atmosphere, like you said, when we, we, we're not playing great or... If we go a goal down, it can it can go very bad very quickly. So, yeah, it's it's not great. So we're going to look into some of your comments now. Um, make sure you like and subscribe as well, guys. If you are in here, we're closing on three hundred subs. I think we're like twenty five away from it. So, um, yeah, that would be a massive help if you could do that for us. Um, here we go. We'll start off with the because I didn't read his comment out. I apologize on behalf of Joe Gomez, that lad abysmal. Um, D is like the biggest Joe Gomez stand and I've always liked the guy, mate, to be honest. I've always stuck up for him and said how good he is, but I've said it so many times, mate. He's had an opportunity ahead of him now to make a claim for a starting place next to Virgil van Dijk and he's not done it. He's, he's, he's not delivered, in my opinion at least, but um, still might be good for a fourth choice backup, but I cannot wait for Canate to come back. Um, Canate, when he's back and Matip, I'm assuming he's ready to start on Saturday. You know, I I actually can't wait. Nothing against Gomez. I just don't think he's the player I thought he was going to go on to be, especially after that 18-19 season. Um, Matip made instant impact. Listen, I I just think 
I don't know. What do you think happened there, Paddy? So he made the sub that I, I literally said after like 20 minutes or 25 minutes, Gomez needs to come off. He takes Gomez off at half time. And then we concede straight away from, from, do you think we were just like rattled even as we came out in the second half? But why do you not think it improved after that? Yeah, I, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I think Gomez's performance tonight was Lovren against Spurs. Levels of absolutely <laughs> just horrendous. Like, for, I think for the, fair goal, for the fair goal, it's absolutely criminal. Um, yeah. I'm not even going to attempt to say the fella's name. Um, but yeah, how we get how we beat Joe Gomez to that ball is it it it, it makes it just makes me speechless. I don't know how he's let that happen. So yeah, it, it was absolutely no surprise. He got legs at half time. But making an instant impact would infer that we were all right defensively. Um <laughs> and we we really weren't. Um from from the kickoff, literally, as I said before, the ball goes over the top in the ring. So it's all right making the changes, uh, personnel-wise, but if the system's the same, then you know what's the point? If the system, if the system hasn't changed and it's been broke for half of football, there's no, there's, there's going to be no change, and and there wasn't. Um, I think Matic was sound. I think Matic was all right as the game went on. It looks a lot more composed, a lot more solid at the back, well, composed without being lackadaisical. Um, but yeah, uh, instant impact. I wouldn't go as far to say that. If 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 the goal would have come twenty minutes later, then yeah. Um, but it's just the fact it came so quick after um, the start of the second half. I, I don't think you can get away with saying that. Agreed, mate. Agreed. Uh, Milner is thirty-seven and played all seven fixtures, whilst Cristiano Ronaldo had four Ballon d'Ors benched at United. This shows a real problem with the team. Like Paddy said, I I thoroughly agree with his point on Milner. Like, I don't think he's a great player anymore, but. I'm not. The handball is it is what it is. It's just instinctive reactions. You should never be on the pitch. We shouldn't be relying on James Milner. We've actually scammed this guy because we made him half his wages. We told him he's not going to play. Um, he might get the cup games, and he's just there for you know team purposes. Yet we now put James Milner in a position where he has to play week in week out, and he we've halved his wages at the same time. So like the lads missed out on the other half of his wages that he'd been getting before, yet he's playing more often than he did when he was on his, his normal wage. So it's not his fault. He's He shouldn't be anywhere near the starting lineup. Um, but like, like Paddy said, the, you know, FSG neglecting the side, it's just put him in a position where we, we've not got a choice because if this game was on Saturday, obviously Thiago, he's probably ready to start. Um, and then you'd probably bring Artur from the bench. But, Obviously, Klopp didn't want to risk Thiago from the start um, today. So, <laughs> my mate Kev says, Mo Salah was Napoli's best player. <laughs> yeah. um, he was up there, mate. He, they had a few other good players. And Gisa, I mean, I never remember that guy being good for Fulham, but he was... I mean, it doesn't help it, does it, when opposition players turn into, like, prime Javi when they play against shit, but mate, it happened he was against doing, Everton doing well. Maradona's every two seconds in the field. Yeah, Alex Iwobi turned into Ronaldinho against us, mate, at the weekend. Yeah, so again, I'm not going to butcher the kid's name, but he was good. He's no one about the Georgian kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, K- yeah, yeah. Kuvara, Kuvara Seki or something like that. He, he no had, idea. He had, he had Trent and Gomez, in fairness, and yeah, in in a summer where a lot of players have moved for a lot amount of money to get him for eight million quid 
from some mad Georgian team, you know, that mm. indicative of the world of football we live in, but that's some business. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, my mate Kev also says Wolf will finish second minimum, and this is this is alluding to something <laughs> second that was... in the Champions League or Premier League. In the chat in the league, I think. <laughs> right. So I've told Kev and some other guys I know that because they also put like United and Arsenal. I've been telling them we'll still finish above your teams and we'll still finish second. Just because I know how good this team can be. And I'm standing by it. I am standing by it. Well, what are we in the league? We're six points off of Arsenal, right? Today's performance and result doesn't change that in the league. So I've just got to hope that come Saturday, 3 p.m., there's a response and we can get back on track. So, will it happen? I don't know. Um, but what I am saying is the team and the manager are good enough to finish second, right? We are. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. They're just not showing it right now. Um, but I've just got to hope that they do and they, they, they put it right as soon as possible. Um, Salah this season needs to be says He hasn't looked like a threat at all this season. We, yeah, we, we've spoken on Salah. Um, yeah, we all agree that he's looking a shadow of himself. Uh, players should be ashamed of that performance. 70 odd games last season is a lot, and no, no refresh in the squad bar Nunes. Uh, but there has been a lack of effort all season, and tonight was a disgrace. Paddy, I saw a stat. Um, TAT tweeted it, just give me a second to find it. Um, it's around here somewhere. Just bear with me. I don't want to. Here we go. For the seventh straight game, Liverpool have been beaten in distance covered and high speed sprints. Now, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And I guess I bring that up because it ties into this comment. And for a team that has prided themselves on working hard, pressing all over the pitch, runs, all those kind of things, is this worrying now that we're seeing this seven games in a row? And you look at the caliber of the teams that were played against as well. Like, we should be doing like those stats shouldn't be there, right? So, are you concerned now for this team that they might be? I don't want to say it, but phasing out kind of thing. Like, um, I wouldn't go as far to say phasing out. Um, as you say, there's still a hell of a lot of quality in the first team. Uh, players just don't turn bad overnight. You know, there's, there's a lot of factors to to bring into consideration. The seventy odd games is one of them. Uh, that's a long season. Um, and you don't know how they're going to be affected mentally um, purely because of how the season ended and, you know, what it was in comparison to what it so very nearly was, um, you know, missing out on, you know, immortality by a goal and a point, you know, that mm -hmm. that's hard to take. Uh, even as a fan, that was hard to take, let alone being an actual player. But the, the thing that worries me is... In a couple of games this season, tonight being one of them, United being one of them, and the second half against Everton, there was no effort. There was no will to win. There was no hunger, which is the worrying thing. The the thing that Shankly and Paisley used to do, and what you should do, as what City have done every year, is you strengthen while you're on top, and Liverpool haven't done that. Using the same players year in, year out, you're bound to get a drop-off. And... You know, maybe this is the season Liverpool drop off, but then assuming Liverpool still gets a four, that's when next summer there's a big overhaul. Um, I can deal with losing football games. 
because Liverpool, you know, no team's perfect. Everyone loses football games, but it's the manner in which you do. And the manner in which Liverpool lost that game tonight, as a fan who who pays money to go to Anfield, who, who pays money to watch them, you know, it was unacceptable. You, you can't lose a game of football like that. No effort, no defensive mouse, no willingness to fight for the shirt, which is criminal uh, as a football player, especially for, you know, the players who've been here for a long time, Trent, Verge, well, to be fair, all of them, because as we said, um, there's only been about one, one or two new players in the last couple of seasons. They know what it means to wear the shirt. And yeah, tonight's performance, I won't, I, you know what I would, I'd say it was embarrassing. It was just embarrassing. Um it yeah, embarrassing. You, you know, you could think of a load of words to, to to describe it, but as you said before, there needs to be a response on Saturday because if there's not, then you go into Ajax. Um, you know, need to win. <laughs> you know, you, you already you put yourself on, on the back foot, yeah. and Liverpool have started plenty of games on the back foot this season. I, I, I could do without another one, to be honest. Yes, but on and they've got dangerous players all over the pitch. They've got a centre mid, which we were linked with. I don't know if we actually went in for him or not, but Mafia's Nunes, um, Ruben Neves, we know how good he can be. They've got a very, very good team. It's going to be tough, tough game on the back of poor form. And we have to bounce back. And if we don't win that game, then I, I don't know what's going to happen. And <laughs> I just... I'd, uh, I've just seen something else which has really annoyed me. I'll get onto that in a minute. Um, uh, this, right, I'm just going to get into this now, right? This is completely out of context and not on topic here. But Naby Keita, who Liverpool have left out of their Champions League squad, has been named in Guinea's squad for the international break in 10 days. I, t- I, t- I tweeted it out, mate. I literally tweeted it out the other day. He's being Mamadou Sakho'd. He's gone to the. I, I said it to me before, yeah. He's yeah. He's gone to the German press in the January window. He's trying to get a move back to Leipzig or in, in the Bundesliga. It's not worked out for him, and now Klopp said bye bye, see you later. And we could do with him right now, as as much as people would hate to admit it, because people think Naby Keita is a crap football player because he gets injured. Apparently, that means you're not good at football if you get injuries. We could do with him right now. Like, even if you don't rate Naby, are you telling me that that a 37-year-old James Milner is doing a better job than he could do? No. So, I don't know who's at fault, if it's him for trying to push a move. This is just speculation, by the way. This is my opinion. But this isn't based on any proper information that TAT have had or anything like that. I must stress that this is just my uh, conspiracy theory. But it's just not right that he's in the Guinea squad, yet we can't put him in our Champions League squad. I don't know if you have anything to say on that. But for no, me, no, that's I, just I, 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 I agree with you. Like, it was all very coincidental. Um, you know, all the stuff that came out uh, pre-Man United, say I don't play enough, I don't do all this. And then for him to be injured the next day, it's... And, and the, the thing about it is there's no return date. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think there's every every scenario, Klopp's has said, listen, you're not getting anywhere near the team because... You know, as as Phil did, you know, to 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 give him his credit, he performed for six months for Liverpool, probably maybe the best he ever did for Liverpool uh, before he went to Barca. Um, but you know, Keita's nowhere near him. He's, he's nowhere near him. Um, to to say something like that, you've got to have something about you. And 
Kater, yeah, good player, fine. Um, made of wood. So what? what's the point? Liverpool should have got rid of him two years ago. Um, but yeah, I know I totally agree with you. I, I, I think there's something more to it than than just a just an injury. Which is a huge shame because, like I said, we, we're in a position now where we need midfielders and we need quality midfielders. And if he is fit and available, which, you know, being in the Guinea team would suggest that, um, it's, it's, it's such a shame. And whether he deserves it, if he has gone and looked for a move, then fair enough. But at the end of the day, whilst he's here, I would have liked to have seen him been used. But that's, listen, that's a, a different topic. I just saw it come through on my phone and I'm even more rattled now. But, um, Listen, I guess we'll we'll, we'll finish off, mate, because I don't want to make this super long. Time's gone, and we everyone knows what the problems are today. And everyone, that's just for for, for time's sake. Callison, will he's exempt? We'll give him a, a seven, six, a seven, a, yeah, I'll and then seven. Diaz probably gets a seven or eight, and then the rest of them just give him ones. Fair. Uh, I give Elliot a five, Thiago a six, the rest, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. I think Thiago, when he came on, and that's it's not a surprise to me that when Thiago comes on that he starts playing well because he's just an absolutely <laughs> wonderful player to watch and I, I'm, I'm, I'm begging that he starts on Saturday. You know, oh, he will, sure. You, he, you know, mate, like when you see Thiago at Anfield, it's a different ball game, isn't it, when you see him in, in the flesh. Oh, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. I, I think I tweeted it. It was after the Porto game uh, last last year when he scored maybe the best goal I've ever seen live. Uh, mm-hmm. And he scored against Southampton at the weekend after. And that's when I tweeted it. And I was like, you know, it's a, it's a privilege to, to go and see uh, a player such as that do his thing because he's, he's just unbelievable. It's just the biggest shame ever he can't stay fit. Because if, if he stayed fit, I think you could put a bunch of League 2 players around him and Liverpool do all right. Yeah, facts. Um... Listen, we're, we're going to end on here, mate. I'm just going to ask you a question and I want you to be as brutally honest as you can. It's kind of going to be two questions. Are you worried for the rest of the season? And realistically, based on what we've seen now, do you think we're still going to compete for the, the league and the Champions League? I don't think we'll compete for the league. I, I think Haaland's just going to... Unless Nunes turns a corner and, and starts banging him in for fun, Liverpool won't touch City. No one will touch City this season uh, because of Haaland and what he does. Champions League is a different story purely because of two things. This side is miles better than the side they won in 2005. So there's always that. And I think the, the last time we won it in 2019, we lost the three group games. Uh, granted, not in that fashion. Uh, they were all well, to, to be fair the uh, Red Star Belgrade away weren't great um, but yeah the, the Champions League's one of them if you get through the groups and it can happen so I, I wouldn't say outright to put my house on the fact that Liverpool will win it I think we'll get to the quarters semis and at that point you know anything can happen but league wise if you offer me top four now I'd, I'd rip your hand off <laughs> that's crazy to, to think that but you might be right mate um I agree. I think this season, if anything, it's going to be uh, a cup season. Um, I still think we can we can finish second if we do turn it around. But second by how many points is a different story. I mean, you look at when United finished second, finishing like 20 points behind the champions and there's been other teams that have done that as well. So 
we we know that finishing second is not good enough for this team. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's an achievement, but it, it actually would be for this team right now, based on the start. Um, I mean, you've just said you'd bite your hand off at top four. So finishing second based on this start, you, again, you, you bite your hand off. And there's still the, the, the crazy thing is, right, in the league, we are only six points behind. And last year we did a 14-point turnaround. And I know this team was... For some reason, whatever the, the 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 reason is, we were a million times better last season. Um, so you have to take that into account. But we did turn over a, a fourteen point deficit. Um, we have we have turned around things much harder than this before. The team that we are chasing at the top right now is Arsenal, and this this squad's not that strong. And they are going to go through injury phases. They are going to go through times where their players aren't in form. It's football; it happens. So I'm not really reading too, too much into them. I still think the only team to worry about is Man City. And like you said, they're just going from strength to strength. Haaland's come in and I actually thought he was going to take a bit of time to adapt to this this league. I have to hold my hands up and say I was an idiot for thinking that. Um, he's just the instincts that guy has. to. Uh, I, I see loads of people saying, oh, I've, I only see this guy score tappings. I wish we had someone that could just score tappings. Uh, that's that's the best the in the, in the first the eight games, yeah, the best um, is there. Two yards from goal. That that's yeah. the job. That that that's what the job is. Yeah. Nunes, I'm not writing them off by any stretch of the imagination, but the, the the way he peels off to the left does me head in. I don't know whether that he's been told to do that, but you know he's he's a big lad, so just stick him in the box. And but again, mm. that's just indicative of the fullbacks delivering, and they're just not that one where. Um... Trent stamped it out the ground and it went into Thiago. And I was like, why is that not Nunes? Even though it was already 4-1 down, I would have just liked to have seen another goal at that point. But um, yeah, no, I, going back to my point, I think, like you said, City are just, it's not even close between them and us right now. And we're going to have to hope for an absolute crazy drop-off of, for them. Um, the only positive is, the only thing I'm I'm looking at right now is if we can get into form before the World Cup, they've got pretty much every one of their players is going to be playing. We don't have that many. Um, like you said with Trent as well, there's no way Southgate plays him now. Even he, he was the best right back in the world by an absolute mile last season, didn't get picked. So he's not going to get picked now. That's pretty much a given. So that's a positive for us, I guess, because he could have time off. Uh, Salah's not going, Nunes isn't going, Diaz isn't going. Pretty much... The majority of our players aren't going, which is mad. Um, and if they are, how much are they going to play? Like the, the couple out of the starting eleven is um, Van Dijk and Robbo. Yeah. What do you mean, Robbo? Robbo, Scotland didn't get there. So yeah, it's it's the team Van Dijk. Fabinho might as well. Fabinho again, could. Again, it's a fifty-fifty. Hendo doesn't play. Not really. Thiago doesn't get a game. Allison. Again, but he's a keeper, so he was really bothered. Yeah. But Jota, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's talking starting at 11, there's only Van Dijk. Yeah, so that's that's another thing I'm just hoping for, that maybe that will have some effect on City. But the other thing is, it doesn't matter what happens to City if we're not doing the job ourselves. And City have dropped points this season. They've drawn a couple of games already. Um, and that kind of suggests that they will, they will draw a few more games. And we haven't capitalised on that. We've dropped too many points. Oh, sorry, Nunes is going. Uh, my mistake. We've dropped too many oh, yeah. points ourselves. Um, and, yeah, 
it doesn't really matter what City do unless we get our job done. And to answer the question I asked you, um, concerned? Yes, I am concerned. Do I think the season's a write-off like some people are saying? No, I don't know if that's just straight-up delusional or if because I know how good this team can be. I've seen it with my own two eyes, live in the flesh. You know, I'm not, again, this is not a dig at people that don't go because, again, I've been there. It's so hard to get tickets. But when you do go to the games, you, I find it hard to criticise these players too much because of everything they've done for me. Um, just when you're there, you feel completely different to watching it on the tally. And it's, I, I, I just feel a connection with this team that I've not felt with any other Liverpool side ever in my life. So um, I am concerned, yes. But if there is a team that can turn this season around, if there's a manager that can turn this season around, it's our team and it's our manager because I'm not having any of this clop out stuff for that. It's not, it's not even proper Liverpool fans that say that. It's these clowns you see with um, avies of football players on Twitter. Um, no one that actually supports the club that goes to the games that you know gets behind this team will ever say clop out. Um, it, it it can't get as bad. Like it would have to generally be a relegation battle for me to even consider saying that. And people will say, "Oh, that's just stupid." Well, you might think that, but listen, a bit of bad form and people are going to start asking, "Are oh, you clop out? Are you this about clop?" No, he will turn it around. I'm. I'm pretty sure he will. And there's all this stuff as well about a resemblance between the Dortmund season and all of that. And I understand it. But again, we, we've got far too much quality um, within our side to you know compare it to that Dortmund team. So we've just got to hope really that he does find a way to, to sort it out, whether that's changing personnel, whether that's changing tactics, whether that's changing the system. Who knows what it is? But like I said, if there's one man that can turn it around, it is our manager and um, there's still a long, long way to go in the season. Um, and it can only get better, really, mate. It can, like, it can't get worse than what we saw today. So, wait to lose the Wolves. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? There we go. Uh, we're not going to get you on next time, mate, because every time you come on here, we don't win. So, we'll, we'll give you a week yeah. off. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, have you got any closing thoughts, mate? Because um, I do want to wrap this up because I'm not going to lie, mate. Uh, I'm not... Yeah, the people saying Klopp out and he's a legger. Uh, simple as you know th- this is Liverpool's first real run of bad form that I can remember in the past well discount on 2021 because we had no centre laughs um, mm-hmm. with basically a full, full squad coming back this is Liverpool's first bad run of form in I, I, I literally can't remember off the top of my head May, probably 2017 eight, Maybe up to the Lovren thing at Spurs. Um, that could be totally wrong. I'm just picking a game. So, yeah, to, to be calling for the manager is, is, a, is a bit mad uh, for me, completely honest. You should be calling for the owners first. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the, the, listen, tonight was absolutely terrible. Uh, they need a response on Saturday. And if they don't get one, um, God help us all. Listen, I, I don't have much more to say than that. I think you hit the nail on the head. But guys, before we wrap up, if you haven't already, please make sure you smash the like button. It's been very tough for me and Paddy to to do this one. We'd rather be in bed after working and coming home to watch that shamble. So if you could return the favour, please drop a like and subscribe. If you haven't, that would be massive. Uh, Thanks once again to our amazing sponsor, Sporting, for making this happen. Um, Use the link in the description to join the group chat. Have you say? 
and um, rate the players on how you saw fit today. So we'll be back after the next game, uh, Wolves, hopefully after a win, when this stream can be slightly more positive. So take care, guys. We'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.